friends, good morning and happy Father's Day. It's good to be with you virtually here as we've been having to do so many times in so many different ways during the pandemic and the quarantine. And I'm honored to be with you and to share some thoughts as a father with you today. But first, my goodness, can we just say what times, what times we are living in. First, the pandemic and the quarantines and the shelter at home and you know all of that, and jobs and restaurants and schools and graduations and weddings and everything shut down and you know eight weeks nine weeks of that <clears throat> going on more in, in various places they've been loosening a little bit but um, it was it was tough already on the heart and soul and filled with uncertainty where are we headed what's going on will there be vaccines you know what's the economy gonna do and then the um, the protests, the riots, the violence, the social upheaval, and just heartbreaking. Um, but, ooh, like just as we were beginning to, you know, kind of maybe come out of some of the hardcore days of the pandemics and the restrictions, just when we were looking at, wow, you know, restaurants are gonna reopen and maybe we can get get some family time outside after all, maybe we get to go see your folks or friends, it, ooh, then this hits. And um, it's like a one-two punch, isn't it? It's like, oof, hard on the soul. These times are hard on the soul. And so I wanna, I just wanna bring my father heart to you, bring some, some fathering thoughts to you here on Father's Day. Uh, but first, um, a special greeting to all of you who are dads today watching this and um, want to speak to you, want to say well done, want to say you can do it, <clears throat> want to offer some thoughts yeah, on fathering in times like these. But we all had fathers, and so Father's Day for all of us um, it has meaning. Um, for good or for bad, right? Father's Day for all of us um, raises things. Just the word father is either bringing up um, longing and maybe really wonderful associations, maybe not, probably for most of you, given the data, probably not. Mixed feelings, ambivalence, how do we, how do we celebrate this day? So what we will do is just, um, if I might also just add a prayer to our time, I pray, Father, that you would come <clears throat> and that you would give to us a revelation of your love. We need a revelation of what your heart is really like. We need to know who you are, especially in times like this. Come, come speak to us where fatherhood and fathering intersects the deepest places in our hearts and in our hopes and in our stories. In Jesus' name, amen. I was thinking about 
the time that we're living in right now, kind of aware of how I'm doing. Um, I went in. I went into the. I went into the quarantine with resolve. I. I went in with promise and commitment. Uh, I went in thinking I'm going to pray more and get close to God. I'm going to clean my garage. But oh, I, I think about week seven, most of my resilience began to really vanish, and then it became lots of dark chocolate and. Um, probably way too much Netflix and right all of that and then and then the social upheaval and just it's just heartaching to watch um, the cities that you love the countries that you love torn apart uh, particularly here in in America and it's a time where we could sure use we could sure use somebody looking out for us right wouldn't it be wonderful right now if you just kind of new in your heart, I'm okay, somebody bigger is looking out for me, I'm good, I'm under, I'm under a covering of love, like I'm, I'm shielded, I'm sheltered, wouldn't that be good? And then as we, as we look at, wow, what is our future? Where is, where's all this headed? Like, it would be wonderful to know my future is good, my future is secure. That'd be wonderful. And I think we all could use some comfort in just how hard, <clears throat> how hard it's been and how hard it continues to be on the soul. It's really brutal on the human soul, by the way, to just take away all our normal um, and, and take away all certainty and, and then introduce all kinds of, you know, just heartache and, and um, fear into the world and into our stories. It'd be really good um, just to have some comfort in these days and assurance. And you know what we also need? Um, in addition to counsel, it'd be really good to have some counsel. We also just need some joy. Like, can I make a recommendation to you that whatever else your plans are right now, you are arranging for some joy in your life and um, you know, because of the situation in the world, we lost a, a big family trip that we were going to take next month and can't travel, <clears throat> not where we want to go. And, and uh, so all those hopes and all that excitement gone, but it was like, whoa, 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 hang on. No, we're, we're going to hang on to joy. We're going to make some new plans closer to home, but um, we need some joy in this time as well. And so you think about that. Yeah, we need, we need assurance. We need to the idea that somebody's watching our back. We need counsel. We need comfort. We need to know our future is good. Our future is secure. You hear where I'm headed. We need joy. We need fathering. And <clears throat> part of the question that the church asked me about was how do we how do we father in such a time like this? And and I would say the answer is actually because you're being fathered. What we all need is fathering in a time like this. And by the way, do you associate joy, the arrangement and the provision of joy with fathering? Um, <clears throat> I have a story as a son and I have a story as a father. Stacy and I um, lived in Colorado for almost 30 years now. And we raised our boys here, raised three sons into manhood. 
and they've married and starting families of their own. But you know the thing nobody told me? I, I kind of thought I was going to be able to sort of clock out. Like, I did my fathering thing. Way to go, John. You know, you get a parade. You get a flyover. Uh, I am fathering more now. Stacy and I are parenting more now, it feels like, than we ever did. And, and part of the reason for that is, like, as your, as your kids grow up, and, and become teenagers and college and young adults and, and adults, the problems get bigger, right? And the consequences of their decisions become much more significant, like the Lego days. I miss the Lego days where it's bedtime stories and wrestling and Star Wars and Legos. <clears throat> now there's, you know, there's a lot to navigate in those days too. I'm not minimizing that, but oh man. Anyhow, we've raised three sons, and I loved, loved, loved being a father. And I loved providing for joy. I loved providing um, those things that I named. I love, I love being a counselor. I love um, being someone that my sons can come to with questions. And now I have daughters. I have daughters-in-law, but I just call them my daughters because they are. And I love it when they come to me for questions. I, I love that. I love providing assurance. I love providing the sense of someone's watching your back, right? When you get the extra car bill and it's, ooh, $800 that we did not have budgeted this month. I love stepping in. I love helping out like that. I love communicating the heart of the Father. But um, most of my story is not receiving that. It's a story of redemption for sure, but um, when I was very young, I had a really great relationship with my dad. He, um, he loved the outdoors, and I have two older sisters, and they weren't particularly inclined to the outdoors, and so I got a lot of my dad. We used to fish together. He loved fishing. So we'd go on these camping and fishing trips on the weekends, not every weekend, but enough in my childhood that I really remembered them. They're like the highlights of, of my time with my dad. Um, five, six, seven years old, those, those were great days. I had his attention, I had his affection, and he was providing for joy. Um, you know, renting the boat, getting us out on the lake, teaching me how to, you know, cast and bring in a fish the provision of assurance, of living under a canopy of love, the provision of just joy, fun, play. I think play is at the heart of the father, of the heart of fathering. Uh, when people ask me, like, what's good fathering? And, you know, they're kind of expecting, I've been a therapist for 30 years, I'm gonna give like some really meaty stuff about, you know, identity or sexuality or how to use technology in these days. And but my first thing is play. You want a playful household. You, you want your children to associate father with joy and with play, playfulness. So <clears throat> I love that. I lived under that um, in my very young years, but then, um, then came the blow up. My dad um, became an alcoholic. He went through a series of job losses. I don't really uh, know or understand his story fully, but he began to drink and it just took him out um, like a riptide can do uh, to some people. It just took him out to sea and 
I was emotionally, <clears throat> spiritually, and, and in every way abandoned, every way on my own. I became a really rebellious teen. And in that hour, I didn't know what that was all about. I was just angry and rebellious and defiant against authority. Um, and I look back at it now and I go, oh, I know what that was. That was a cry for help. That was a cry for engagement. Would somebody engage me? Would somebody, would my dad step in? Where's my dad? Became a Christian at the age of 18. And it was a wonderful, wonderful rescue in my life. But it doesn't immediately take those wounds away, does it? Doesn't immediately heal your story. There's healing for our story. And it's healing that we need um, because it's true. I, and I knew this even before I was a therapist, that we form so many associations about fathering, being fathered, being a son or being a daughter. So many associations around that related to God as father. Uh, of course, we form those early associations, those primal kind of deep-seated, pre-articulate gut level convictions from life with the father that we knew or didn't know. And, and this is where Jesus comes in, not just in my story, but in the story of humanity. Jesus came to do some really amazing things for us, of course, the rescue, salvation of our lives, the healing of our souls. But one of the things that he began to teach right away was to see God as Father, right? Not just as Lord Almighty, not just as the Holy One, not just as he who is seated on his throne, not just as the lawgiver. I mean, the Jews knew God in many, many ways, but they didn't know his heart. Most of them did not know his heart in the hour that Jesus stepped into the story. And so he begins not with law, right? He begins with love and he begins with father. And when they ask him, hey, your prayer life is pretty amazing. Can you teach us to pray? He said, okay, <clears throat> I'd love to. Let's begin with Abba, Papa. Let's begin with Father, warmly, affectionately. Let's start there. And Father, in the heavens, let your name be revered. Your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is done in heaven. I love the way Peterson translates that in the message. He says, Father, make yourself known. Make yourself known. Make your name known and set the world right. We could really use that right now. Like the world needs fathering right now. Come and set the world right. So Jesus began from a father-centered worldview. And not only that, but he also said, I, I came to heal your understanding of Father. Because there's the beautiful moment where he's talking to his close disciples and Thomas says to him, hey, Lord, we want to see something really cool. Show us the Father. And Jesus goes, Thomas, like, really? I've been with you all this time and you still don't get it? Jesus says, if you've seen me, You've seen the Father, Ooh, like friends, 
that was my rescue and, and that's our rescue for whatever our associations are good and bad you know partial and impartial and like ooh, you know cup is half full cups pretty empty uh, Jesus steps in to say I can heal your view of the father everything you see about me his kindness his compassion his there for you-ness I will never leave you or forsake you that part of him his playfulness right he's like this, this I, I'm him this is it I'm trying to heal humanity's understanding of the father by coming in person and <clears throat> so as I began to become a father we had Sam and then we had Blaine and then we had Luke and I'm in my 30s and you know those are tough years guys uh, all you young dads out there oh my gosh like you're expected to be amazing at work and you're expected to be amazing at home but you're also expected to be amazing at church and you know amazing in your friendships and there's just not this is not enough of you to go around and and as I was fathering in those years a lot of the fatherlessness in me was coming up and God was in that God will put us in situations where the boy or the little girl in us, you know, comes up and, and we feel young again and we feel unfathered again, unloved, unprotected, uncounseled, um, that we don't have anyone looking out for our back or for our future. No one bringing us joy. Um, he'll bring that up in us in different pieces in our story in order to heal us there in that part of our hearts and in that part of our lives and so that began to come up for me and i felt like how am i going to father these boys um, i lost my dad way too young like i i just feel on my own in this and what i realized was that the secret that Jesus brought to the world is this, is that no matter what your age is, you are being fathered. Fathering is available to us all our lives from 8 to 88. Like we are being fathered. We're under the canopy of fathering. And, and so I was able to enter into a journey of healing my story with my dad learning to forgive him, beginning to see him as, as just a guy who really needed Christ himself. And he had, he had an alcoholic father and, and he had a lot of wounds that nobody, nobody told him how to address. He just didn't have anybody to tell his story to. So I began to forgive my dad and receive fathering. So I began to look at the father through Jesus and go, oh, I love that. Like I love, I love Jesus. I love who you are. I love your way. I love your way with me. <clears throat> I was like one step ahead of my kids, right? One step ahead of my sons. And that's all I needed. Like just enough. I'm receiving, I'm a son receiving fathering while I'm fathering my sons. And, and that's kind of the answer to the question of how do you father in a crisis like this? You allow yourself to be fathered in a time like this. Where do you need fathering? And, and I'm speaking to both men and women listening. Where do you need fathering? Where does father in your story need healing? Where does it need a touch? Where does it need love?
I want to read one of my favorite passages from Ephesians. It's in uh, chapter 3, <clears throat> beginning in verse 14. Paul's been talking about amazing things that God has done for the world and who he is and his calling and all of this and what has happened in Christ for us. You know, the first three chapters of Ephesians are incredible. And he says, for this reason, for all of this, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Or as another translation has it, from whom all fatherhood derives its name. So the source of father. He says, I kneel before him, I pray that out of his glorious riches, his resources, fathers have resources that are available to your needs. That's like really core, okay? <clears throat> pray that out of his glorious resources, he would strengthen you with power in your inmost being. And, and, and I can tell you, whatever your story has been in the last couple years, in the last 20 years, like what we've all just come through and are in right now, we need that. We need the resources of the Father in us, not just over us, but inside of us, providing us with a deep inner strength. And he goes on, I want, I want him to provide that strength for you so this isn't you gutting it out, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts, be at home in your hearts. And then this is where it's headed. So this internal presence of God, the strengthening of the Father from his resources, and basically the revelation that comes is love, that you would be rooted and established in love, that you would have the power and I appreciate it that we need assistance to grasp how wide, long, high, deep is the love of Christ, which is the love of the Father, right? Because if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. <clears throat> so the love of Christ and to know this love, to know it, to experience it so that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Like, if we need anything in this hour, we need that, that internal strengthening by the Father and the revelation of love. I need a revelation of love that comes through the face of Christ who came to make the Father known to us. I need that. Like one of the things that's ripping the world apart right now is hatred. And it's not primarily human, actually. There are real human issues. Oh, yeah. But the enemy is all over it, and he is hatred, and he is just throwing hatred into the world and into human relationships and communities and families and marriages and churches, and he's just trying to stir up division in this hour. And We've got to really guard our hearts against that and guard our hearts against fear and guard our hearts against, I don't have a future or I don't know what the future holds. And the way we do that is this, the revelation of his love, that to be strengthened by God in our inmost being and to have a revelation of his love for us. <clears throat> so <clears throat> that's what I want to pray. And that's where all the resources for you dads are going to come for. Like it's not about you pulling it off. It's about you being sons and being fathered 
and then out of the fathering that you're receiving and out of the healing that you're receiving, you're one or two steps ahead and that's enough, like you have enough to do it really well. So let's pray this together, that very prayer. We pray, Father, the best and most wonderful heart in all the world, your great heart, God, Father, heart of God, I need your strength in my inmost being. I need it desperately. Strengthen me out of your abundant resources. Strengthen me by your very presence, your spirit in my inmost being so that I would know love, so that Jesus would dwell in my heart, fill my heart, be at home in me, inhabit me. And I pray that I would know the height, depth, length, breadth, the full scope of your love, and that I would be rooted in it and grounded in love. Root us and ground us in love right now, Father. I need this. I need, I need the strength and I need the revelation. So this week and this day, give me a revelation of your Father heart for me. Give me a revelation of your love. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. Thank you <clears throat> for letting me come to you online and uh, look for that revelation of love today and this week.